Hello and welcome to the Wolves Fancast. Andy Gillard here. And with me this week, I've got Stu. Hello. And I've got Dan. Hello. Uh, this week, we're going to do uh, a bit of discussion on the transfer activity around the club, Liverpool, Man United, the quiz and Twitter corner. But first off, before we get into that, uh, it was mentioned last week on the uh, the podcast about our upcoming 400th episode, which is actually going to be next week. So this is 399. Next week is going to be uh, a celebratory did I say that right? <laughs> I think I stumbled over that one a little bit. Gonna, celebration and circumcision in the same I think word. I did, yeah. It's going to be a celebration of the Wolves fancast. So what we're going to do is on the Friday we're going to be doing a not-so-live episode. We're going to be recording at the Lichgate pub in town, um, starting 7, 7.30. Gents, the Lichgate... Is a, is a, it's an emporium of ales, the Lichgate. It's an incredible place. I think I've only ever been in there once, which was our, uh, our end of season do a um, couple of seasons back. It was quite a nice place, though. I enjoyed it in there. And, the, and it was the meeting place for oh, the, the uh, meeting place. So we got um, we got recognised, yeah. which is Pro- still a highlight. Proper pub, <laughs> and we, we, we for proper blokes yeah. and women who <laughs> like an ale and Fancastians. It's a, the only thing that's missing from the ale in there is that a small twig. Is that you can get them when you get seven percent beers in there? You're just an uh, alcohol enthusiast, yeah. shy. Being in dry January can't um, support at this time in my life. It won't be January then, though. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to try yeah. and keep it going. It'll be fine. I've had, well, some, I've had such a good month of booze in my life that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fail. I'm going to Man United away Saturday, and that's the first of February. So it's going to come crumbling down. We've been <laughs> half an hour of me getting on the train. I know it. Of course Brexit it celebration day as well. Yeah. Mm, but bong. Well. <laughs> So yeah, the Lichgate, it's situated in town. If you get to the Man on the Oss and then walk back up to the fountain, cross over the road, if you hit the church, you've gone too far. You said in, just walk past Barclays towards the church. And it's on your yeah. left. I couldn't think of the name of the bank. It's nationwide, but it's gone now, isn't it? No. Nationwide's There's two banks. There were. They had the one nationwide on the one corner. In opposite McDonald's now in town, isn't it? Yeah. The other nationwide's gone, isn't it? You've got the old building as well, which is Barclays, did you say? Yeah. Right. Head to Barclays. It's opposite there. If you hit the church, you've gone too far. Uh, so as part of the, the evening, uh, we're going to be trying to get as many of the fans on as possible. If you come along and you want to say something, say something. If you want to come along and just have a drink, that is also fine as well. Cause but you will have to pay for yourself. Probably. You will have to pay for yourself and maybe one or two of us, depending on... Uh, There's no entry fee. But booze, you will have to pay for yourself. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, for some of the older fans, hope, we're hoping to get some of the uh, the old guys back on as well. Fingers crossed, we've had a, a few yeses from from some fancastians in years gone by. Um, anything else that Dave wants me to mention? <laughs> <laughs> just making sure I'm hitting all the uh, the important points. Basically, we just want you to come along, have a good night with us, celebrate with us for 400 episodes. Share some stories if you want, or just have a good time, whatever you uh, you feel up to. It's a, it's a Friday night, there's no game on the Saturday, so it's a winter break. <laughs> yeah. So you you might as well come out and, you're, you're going to get to Wolverhampton anyway, normally, on a weekend, so just come on the Friday and come and see us. Yeah, and then you can come again on the Saturday when we go to 80s night, which yeah. is going to be... Uh... Martin Kemp in the hangar. <laughs> it's better than staying and watching Love Island, just get oh, yourself what? to the Lich Gate, Friday. Friday evening from seven o'clock, seven p.m. Greenwich Meridian time. <laughs> I'm really going off that the new girl, 
No, the, the last new girl in Love Island. She's the one who was apparently the model that everyone was falling over. She's got she's got a bit about her. The Geordie one. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, we can't have this conversation. <laughs> I'm just I'm just made I watch it there. Let's, let's keep this, let's keep this moving. So you just just be open with the people. Nah, it's nah. I'll, I'll, it's I'll, on in the, it's on in the background <laughs> while I'm playing on my phone. I'm disappointed in you. I'm sorry. It's totally in the really background while while I'm playing on my phone. It's not something I, I pay attention to. They're all slags and idiots. Excuses. <laughs> right. Anyway, we'll have a, a quick half in the old transfer tab, and then I think, gents. Right. Still waiting on Podence. Apparently, uh, it's all but done. But obviously, we're still waiting for it to get over the line. I don't think there's too much to say on that one that hasn't already been said. It's going to happen. It's just a case of. Yeah. How, how much yeah. they want to squeeze out of us yeah it seems to be because there was a report a couple of days ago that it had fallen through but I think it's just a case yeah, of they want contract yeah, paying off and stuff just negotiations being teetered over I mean Phil Awards off to LA Galaxy and he's the medical man <laughs> it's probably a bit of like admin duties that I'm trying to be sorted out before they can get Powden through the door and get him doing his stretches and whatever that's it yeah but yeah that one will get done before the end of the window and then Hopefully, someone like Talisker or someone will join. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've also we've signed, and I'm going to butcher this name. I've practiced this. So go on, Enzo Lodis, Lodis. That's pretty close. I thought it was it's Lodis. Okay. Yeah, I went I went for a lawyer DJ, but then that's more of an Italian. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd go with your original one. Lawyer Good Dees. effort. Then again, Enzo is an Italian name, isn't it? But he's mm. a he's the French under twenty. Zidane's son said Enzo. He's French. Yeah, true, true. But then he could have been born in Italy when he was yeah. at Juve. Good call. Good call. But either way, I think he's the under, is it the under 21 or under 23? 20, 23, yeah. 23 yeah. captain. He'll join with Leonardo, who are Campanar. <laughs> <laughs> so we've done our, our usual children shopping at the minute. And the other one. It was, it was Nigel mentioned last week. Oh, I don't think he was. Um, Van Vyk? Marvyk? I can't even remember. Nigel Lonvyk. Lonvyk. Calm as you like. <laughs> yeah, the, the next uh, Virgil Van Dyke, I think. Hopefully the under 18s. He looks like an absolute monster, though. He's huge. Oh, oh sorry. The Villa Leicester matches on in the background, and, and Leicester are just trying to bore their way through the uh, the heart of the Villa defence. Uh, but obviously, we're still waiting on that all important striker. There's still no answer to this conundrum, and the latest reports are that oh, I've got the uh, the tweets somewhere. Just bear with me a second. Uh, AEK Athens frustrated with Wolves' approach for Nelson Oliveira after failure to meet the six and a half million euro release clause. What's going on? Are we actually interested in this player, or if, if it's penny pinching for the sake of six million quid, it's a bit piss poor, really. Considering that we, <laughs> you look at what everyone said at the start of January, and Jeff said it in October, was it sometime with that video you put up earlier? That we're going to have a great window, and it's it's, it's not even double glazed. It's completely, <laughs> it's been. I un- it's, it just seems to me that one, they're either learning on the job still when it comes to recruitment, or there's going to be some sort of Jorge Mendes madness on the last day of the month where we're going to get players that are top quality for fees that I'm suspect like we've paid 15 million for Neves 11 for Bolly those sort of players where it just on paper it seems odd that we've signed such a quality player for such a small fee but my money because I'm such a negative person is that they've just cocked up the recruitment and they're still trying to get players that are out of our level currently yeah I think we're we're, in, we're still in limbo we're still in 
we're, the, we're still the unknowns for the vast majority of the world. Even though we, you look at our place last season, yeah, but Burnley finished seventh and they didn't start recruiting superstars. No, they went the, they went the other way. So if you you look at it from a neutral point of view from someone abroad and you think, well, Wolves, yeah, okay, they had a good season, but is that going to stay the same? Mm. Then you can understand it from, from their point of view, but... It's it's up to it's up to our recruitment team to convince them, and you can say, yeah. well, you got to sell the project to them. And yeah, we got players like, like Neto was, I don't think Neto was supposed to be anywhere near the first team this no. season, and look look what's happened to him. So you got to get to these these people. You got to pay them money. You can't be pissing about with the odd million quid when we need we don't just need bodies. We need we need hope. Yes, <laughs> if yeah. Jimenez does get crocked. Then you, you're playing players out of position because you can't. Benny Asiasil's not ready. Jota but, would need to pull his finger out massively well, if he was. Imnes was to get injured. Mm. Jota's a different story altogether. Um, but we just haven't got a backup striker. And we, you look at our recruitment of strikers anyway under Fausen at all, and Jimenez is the exception to the rule. Very much so. I mean, you look at obviously a Fobe we signed and then sold within you know a week. Obviously, we had him initially on loan. Paul Gladden was Paul. a Fausen signing. <laughs> yeah, Paul Gladden. He wasn't, uh, wasn't great for us in the end. Leo Bonatini obviously had a great start and then fell to pieces, but we still ended up spaffing five million on him. But we're penny-pinching over Nelson Oliveira, who, granted, he's not the biggest of names, but as a backup striker, I'd, it's not the end of the world getting him in, I don't think. Well, when you got players like I know that that's quite disappointing to think like we're in, we're in Europe and we're thinking it's not the end of the world if we get a, an average striker because yeah, yeah, we should right. be we should be setting our sides higher than that. Shouldn't I don't we? think he's average. Though. I think he's re- he's a really really good player and he he was against us and it was people that saying exactly the same about about him and his because yeah. his mm. stats weren't great. But if you look at what Oliveira did to us for Norwich, yeah, we were in the Championship at the time, but. He looked a prospect and we thought, well, yeah, get, sign him up. And it, it never happened. And it's like, well, you go back to your black book of players that you, on a football manager, you got your, your wish list <laughs> yeah. there. You think, well, oh, I had him in view a few years ago. We'll go back and dip into the pot again. Mm. He'll do, sort of. Thing. Yeah, he'll do. Mm. But it, for that for that amount of money, it's pittance, really. It's just, it's it's filling the void until the summer when we, if we finish in Europe again and we're proven for two years in a row. Then we can get someone better. Mm. It's it's an eighty. It's going to be eighteen month delay, really, in yeah. effect. So, well, this is one thing I wondered about: is this why they don't spend the money? Because when it gets to the summer, we're going to be lumbered with a player that we've got no interest in actually going forward with. But then at the same time, that seemed to happen with Patrick Catrone, and we moved him on sharpish. So, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. This is when the Bonatini thing for five million quid. When you think, well. He he himself said that he didn't expect to be coming back, and they found him when he was on holiday to come back and sign for five million quid, and he didn't feature at all as soon as Jimenez was through the door. So you think, well, they've done it once. Yeah, you you think, well, okay, maybe because we have done it once, they don't want to do it again. Mm. But you, it's a completely different talent pool altogether from Leo Bonatini yeah. to someone like that. So yeah. unless they are going to uh, unless they've got a trick up the sleeve and they are going to do a a proper ticker bar reveal. Mm. on Friday night then who knows but it, it looks um, I mean me being quite optimistic about these things and giving them benefit of the doubt it's been awful at the minute 
It's been another disappointing January. And I, from what I can remember, obviously, we had the shambles with Tammy Abraham last January. The January before, we were desperate for a strike and we managed to get one through the door half an hour after the window closed. <laughs> we haven't got a great track record in January at all, have we? It's not an easy one to, to bring players in, is it January? Unless you're willing to spend stupid money, which I've said before, Farson ain't going to spend no. stupid money on a player unless it's... Obviously, with him and Ezzy, it was... It was sort of already a proven success, wasn't he, in the, in the loan spell that he had. Yeah. Um, but unless there's a, a player with profit, profit potential with Fosa, they're not going to spend big money on a on a player in any position. Do you think there's something of, obviously, if Wolves come and ask for about one of your players that, that they think, oh, we can add an extra couple of million on here because we know Wolves have got the money? Probably. But they've got to, that's, the, that's the situation we're in. So you've got to... We're in that situation for a reason, so you just got to pay the money. Yeah. You, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get small savings out of these clubs when they know the situation we're in. And you look at our books, which everyone obviously available to everyone, and yeah, you, everyone knows what we've spent. They'll just pay the money. Yeah, it's it's the same like we'll come on to later with the Molyneux thing. Just pay the money, just get it done. Mm. I, I very much think that it's uh, a case of. Um I forgot what I was going to say. I completely <laughs> lost my train of thought then. Completely lost my train of thought. But basically, it was going to be along the lines of that January is always a shit show anyway, isn't it? For, for everyone, if you look across most of the rest of the league, there have been no big moves yet. Well, it's the lowest spend in January in five years, something like that. There's still mm. time, isn't there, for, for things, the, the cogs to get working. All you need is one big signing to, to kick off the, the expenditure and... You know, looks like Bruno Fernandes is actually going to go to United now from the last era or so. You got talks of Aubameyang going to Barcelona, but I think that's that's off. That ain't going to happen this month. Mm. I think just needs that one particular uh, one signing just to kick things mm. off. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Obviously, January it's such a short space of time, so you have to get a lot through in such a tiny little gap. Whereas when you get to the summer, you have more time for these negotiations. And I think that also plays a massive part in why prices just get ramped up beyond any sort of form of recognition. I think one ridiculous. of the things that's most frustrating for me is you look at Liverpool signing that Minamino. He was pretty much announced on January the 1st and it was new in October, November that they needed extra players, quality and and energy-wise to, to get a bit further mm. up the league and yeah. you know give us that extra kick to go as far as we can in the Europa. And we just haven't exploited the... The time really capitulated somewhat. Yeah, mm. yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't amaze me that this happens every year to everyone. Where you would think, oh yeah, here's your window. Here's when you can sign players. Get them in as soon as possible. Job done. Rather than well, you can sign pre-contracts and stuff like that as well. So yeah, you don't yeah. even have to wait for the first of January. You can no. get them in whenever they just become your player. Then yeah, exactly. When he when Dan said it, he was even he was announced before the first. Yeah. Mm. So. <laughs> It's just, it's just what I said. I still think them learning on the job. You, you look at like Farewell, he's not been in this role before, uh, as as high as he, in in, yeah, in we, a club that um, mm. has given this sort of recruitment responsibility. Orge Mendes is only going to be involved as and when it suits both parties. Whether he needs to m- move one of his players round or fast and literally desperate for for some help. Mm. Right, I think we'll leave it there. Um, and let's move on to the football. Obviously, we've got nothing from the weekend to discuss. 
having been knocked out of the FA Cup. <laughs> so we were having to go back to last Thursday for our last game where we played Liverpool at home in a valiant 2-1 loss. At about 7 o'clock, obviously, the team news came through. How happy were we to see Bolly and Jota back on the bench? I was happy to see Bolly on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> because he, he's done it before when he's been injured or suspended and he's just stepped up with no training whatsoever and he's just come... He's just been back to normal. Yeah. But every single time Jota's been out, it's took him ages to get back to fitness. And yet again, as we'll get on to, he's just, he's clearly not ready. He looked fat. He looked fat when he came on. Mm. Oh, I thought that, yeah. It's not like he's even been out a long time, is it? Either it's only been a couple of weeks. It's just, it, it, if, we'll come to that later anyway, but if you look at their team as well, and you, we thought we had, well, we I think the problem was in the week, all the nationals were saying, oh, Wolves have got a chance here. This is Liverpool's, <laughs> Liverpool's time to slip up. Mm. And they should have slipped up. We should have beat them. And beat them comfortably. Yeah. And that was the annoying and kind of proud thing about it. That it's just, it was weird. Mm. Very, very weird situation. Hi, oh, sorry about that. Though. We had a bit of uh, audio difficulties there. We just had to uh, sort that out so y- you might hear the, the the noise dropping out but we are back so gents i was just about to say before we were so rudely interrupted the atmosphere against liverpool i thought was quite electric after finally getting that win in the previous game we'd got the return of a couple of decent players there was a real sense of occasion around the ground i thought the uh it was a quite an electric atmosphere before kickoff well, everyone as well i mean it even i went earlier than normal because of that silly little Steve Ball um, queuing system, yeah. which is basically just let's make the the room even smaller for people to stand in. <laughs> um, so I was there earlier than I ever I've been for about twenty odd years <laughs> since I was a kid, um, and even in, even queuing up then with about forty five minutes to kick off, people were like really excited. It was it was really strange. It was it was almost like the Man United Cup game from last season, in that yeah. from where we were anyway. Um, but then from it seemed like all four stands singing as well, which is very, very rare indeed. Yeah, massively so. It's, I mean, it's all often called the Billy Quiet stand for a reason, isn't it? But you could feel from all around the ground, everyone was there and everyone was actually expecting something against a team who've only dropped two points all season. <laughs> which is just ridiculous. I, I, I understand we we are a good side and we know we've, we've got a, a formula which usually stumps the, the so-called top six, but... I still thought the expectation going into that game was a bit overzealous, maybe, considering how good Liverpool literally are. I mean, they didn't even have probably one of their B-grade performances on Thursday night, and I still thought at times they were amazing to watch. It's the, the, the pace that they move the ball around. and the it, it, look, it, it seemed like they had an extra player, no matter, no matter what, from the majority of the game. Mm, yeah. uh, Trent or, or Robertson always seemed to be free, and there was an extra man in midfield... Um, outrunning Matinho and Neves because they had the, the the free in the midfield. Henderson's a fucking prick. <laughs> what he does for that team, you you can't fault the lad. If if England had good quality players around, sorry, <laughs> we we really shouldn't be watching this uh, no. Villa Leicester game behind because too edgy. It's just too edgy you. at the moment. Um, no, Henderson. Henderson is, is like you said, he's very good at what he does. He's, and he's, you know, I, want, I don't want to say he does the Makaleli role, 
He does the Henderson role because he, I can't think of anyone who does what he does that's done it before. Because he's not, he's not just a McAlealy because he will get forward occasionally and he, yeah. he'll put it about, but he can, he can pass as well. He's just a, a very, very, very good central midfielder. Yeah, there's no sparks on him. There's nothing glorious. <laughs> like you, I think you said about it. he's just there. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you, you look back, sort of years gone by. Someone would have said he would be the guy that's lifted the European Cup and is going to lift the Premier League title for Liverpool. You'd have laughed your socks off him, wouldn't you? And the Club mm. World Cup. Fuck yeah, that's, well, that's like what Paul Scholes said. The his badminton trophy at school means more than that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we should move on then. Obviously, we're talking about Henderson. He was the first goal scorer. What did we think of the first goal? Bad he, defending? His shoulder was the first well, goal scorer. Yeah. Which it, it looked at first like a bullet header until I went downstairs and saw it at half time. Um, but it's zonal marking. I hate zonal marking for a reason and that is exactly why because people, as soon as you get drawn out of position, you're completely screwed. And Yeah. I mean, I, I don't hate zonal marking. I understand that if every player does their job, there is absolutely no issue. But the problem is, is when one person doesn't do their job, then shit always happens. Yeah, and that, that's the difference, at least with man marking, at least you can see, at least you can see, and you go and help out if mm. you can. But with Zonal, it never, no one el- no one helps out, everyone just sticks to their thing, oh, well, it was your fault. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just silly, but again, it's mainly about systems when it was an individual error. Yeah. I've seen a couple of people complaining about um, Rui Patricio got a hand to it. Could he have done better? He hit the, blo- he hit the bloke's shoulder. <sighs> yeah. At I'll... speed from the penalty spot. So what's he going to do? Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I, know there were I think it's very harsh to criticise oh. Patricio, but I thought the, I'd ask these, the question. These were probably the same idiots who thought he could have done better with the two goals he conceded at Southampton. Oh, it's just, yeah. be- just because he doesn't... F- when he's beaten, he's beaten. He's beaten. He, he knows. What's the point? Yeah. There's no point. Well, that, that that guy in the um, in non-league. Did you see? Did you see that? Where the um, the guy that shot it shot from the halfway line. He, yeah. Yeah. He sarcastically dived <laughs> when he, he nearly went out for a he nearly went out for a throw in, and he sarcastically dived. But mm. then the guy scored later on. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's just his style. If he's wrong-footed, or if he knows he ain't going to get to the ball, then he ain't going to dive, and that's fine. Yeah, shot stopping's his forte, isn't yeah. it? So what, if but he gets an answer to it, then he's, he's doing well just to get an answer to it. But just be, just because he's not throwing himself all over the place, then some people just need someone to moan at. And because Patricio's not John Ruddy, for, yeah. <laughs> even though John Ruddy was hated like two years ago by the same people, mm. and me included a lot of the time <laughs> yeah. for his mistakes, but it's just one of them things. It's a, it was a it was a freak goal. It was in the top corner. No one had any chance about it. Mm. It was just bad marking again. Yeah, which was massively deflating after all that. Overzealous enthusiasm going into the game, and then you can see that in under five minutes off a set piece, which is just really frustrating. That was it, I mean, it was massively deflating, wasn't it? And he, even with the comeback kings total that we've got at the moment, you just thought, "What a kick in the bollocks that is!" Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, you we all knew that we'd concede because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, that's the Wolves' way. But for for it to happen that early, yeah, it was mm. it was one of them. And for it to, looking around. And for for a change, no one at first seemed to think we were going to get anything into it. Thought, well, this is just the start. They're just going to close the game off here. Mm. But thankfully not. Yeah. So as you said, the Wolves' way does seem to be go behind and then come back, and that's exactly what we did. Uh, we had a bit of a link up between Jimenez and Traore. 
And as soon as the ball left Traore's foot, I was celebrating. Yeah. I don't know why. I just knew that that was going to end up in the back of the net. It was just a peach of a cross. The way Jimenez managed to work his body to get the ball into the far court. I, was just, I, I thought the cross, was that, the cross was that good. It was hard for Jimenez to miss. Yeah, it, it, it was just a bit of both. I think it, he got his body in, in that position and, and Traore picked him out perfectly. Yeah. And we've got no well, product yeah, there. Like a young Don Goodman, it was. <laughs> <laughs> he just seemed to hang in the air. Yeah. When I've seen it back a couple of times, like the way he sort of hung in the air, the way he swiveled his body in one move, it was, it was quite glorious. To it, be was, it, was, it was a Ronaldo-like header. Yeah, it was. That's what it was like. Yeah. And for a club who hadn't conceded since uh, early December, all of a sudden they were on the back foot. Yeah, we. we we had enough chances but I said this after the game on another day they could have won 3-4-5 easily with the chances that we'd gifted them yeah but we gift everyone a load of chances that's just that's just how we are and the majority of the time we get away with it but when certain players have an off day have one of their, their four or five a season yeah then you can't get away with it against teams like Liverpool or well there ain't many teams like Liverpool, but mm. you know what I mean. But it, it's when you look at the Doherty's chance in the first half. That, I mean, I watched it again before we started doing this earlier, and yeah, Tom's chest it down. Never mind, Eddie on target. It's even. I mean, I hadn't watched it back since match of day because I thought, well, why? Mm. Um, and it's even worse than I thought it was. It's it's ridiculous, miss. And for someone of his ability, who's done it for years now mm. under Nuno and. Playing the way he does and getting to them advanced positions, he was way onside. It was, it was a glaring miss. But then you got Jimenez as well. When he was passed too later on from Jota, when yeah. Traore was out, completely open, you think, well, I hadn't realised quite how bad that was until I saw it back. Yeah, obviously following the ball live, I'm yeah. watching Jimenez, and I just saw Adama was upset. But then seeing it back on the video, you think actually, if you a relatively simple ball through to Traore there and they would be struggling to stop him. It was, it's almost like he was in the whole mindset of them two playing together last season so he has to pick him out at all points mm. and he just never looked up. No. no. It's, it might have been a situation where Traore is that fast that he came out of nowhere so unless he had his, his wing mirrors on he, he probably wouldn't have noticed Traore it's still disappointing that he, he hasn't found him that's that's the fine margins you get that's, what, that's how teams like Liverpool well mm. every champions go on to win the league with these fine margins that you capitalise and yeah. don't uh, reap what you sow sort of thing yeah was, I mean from, from where we were it was you could see he was it was way open mm. but obviously it's, yeah. it's easy to say from miles away in the of steeple course, of course yeah. But as you say, fine margins then came back to bite us on the arse. And Bobby Firmino scored, was it the ninth, Was it the 88th minute? Eight, yeah, something? It was it, light, wasn't it? It, it was a, another... Another kick in the bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. And they got to sing their silly little song as well. Just to, uh... I suppose like, considering, like, you know, the, 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 them on the back of a Champions League win, they're going to win the league. Just, I know that bottom tier ain't the best to make an atmosphere from, but it's just awful. But it's, it's a myth away because we've seen loads of teams come and just yeah, out singles from down there. It's awful. They're United open, always put in a good shift whenever they come down. Yeah, and, and Cardiff occasionally as well. Yeah. They, they've done it. Yeah. It's just an excuse. I was really stunned at how shit Liverpool fans were that night. Yeah, so I, just, I thought it'd be a good bit of banter. They, but sing, they sing Liverpool right at the start of every game, don't they? They'll, um, 
you'll get the occasional fields of Athenry, but that's literally it. The only there was only singing Bobby Fu, you know, on the back of us singing the Raul song. Yeah, that does piss me off that they sing a Spanish song to a Portuguese speaking person. And they invented it, even though they stole it from River Plate. Yeah, it just really bugs the shit out of me. That I don't know why, but yeah, they're just annoying, and which is which made it doubly hard to take the fact that we should have beaten them, mm. and the whole thing of yeah, but we were in League One six years ago. Yeah, well, that, that's where I'm coming next. Obviously, because Twitter is always so cohesive, there's a bit of division this week. There seems to be two camps at the minute with the people who were. Oh, look at us. We played really well against Liverpool. Yeah, we lost, but we were in League One six years ago. And people who have the, the opinion that we're not that team anymore. We're no longer minnows in this league. If we play better than someone, we should be beating them. We've got the players to do that. Where do you fall on that argument? I'll fall on whatever the opposite you say. Just <laughs> just, just to be... Because deb- I, don't, I don't think there is one camp you can you can set your flag in. It's... You don't you don't want to come across as arrogant, but you, at the end of the day, we're, we're saying we're not that team anymore. Um, it's just frustrating because I think like as, as as a club, we're still in a bit of a, lim- a limbo. And going back to what you said earlier in regards to the recruitment, people we're still unknown commodities to to some level of footballers. So yeah, it's uh, I'll, I'll let you take the mic. I don't really know where <laughs> where I stand to be honest. As I said, I'll just back whatever you, you you're saying opposite. I think. As a club, as a whole, we are minnows. As a team, we're almost Champions League quality. And I think I had the same thing uh, like the inner turmoil of this decision. And I think towards the start of last season, that whole, yeah, League One six years ago thing, yeah, you can understand that because it was, yeah, we were new to the Premier League and all this stuff. Not anymore. Uh, it's just when you're signing players like Martinho, Patricio, Neves, and stuff, you ain't that team anymore. No, exactly. you, you ain't you ain't talking about Darren Simkin and flipping <laughs> Lee Mills. You're talking about elite players now. Yeah, it's we should be beating them. We should have beat Spurs. We should have beat Liverpool at Liverpool as well. Or at least get a draw. We got us a VAR. We had the chances to win to get something anyway. It's just we need to be more clinical if we want to get. We're lucky that everyone else is so shit at the minute that we're still in the hunt for top six. But you're still looking out mm. over your shoulder yeah, if you're going a couple of defeats in, yeah. I mean, you look at it and you think, well, yeah, if we don't get a win in the next three, then we could be ninth. <laughs> and then and you look the other way and you think, if we win the next three, we could be two points off fourth. And yeah. you think, well, what kind of European music do we actually want to listen to next August? Another uh, another one I want. I we'll want the, the black and white. We'll be in the bastard Eurovision if we don't stop picking up wins. <laughs> but the, it's just not... We're, we're a proper team now. And we've got to act like a proper team and not be these plucky underdogs anymore because we're not. Not anymore. And it, Everyone outside of Wolverhampton will say, yeah, it's arrogant, you've got to... The Mendes FC stuff. But it's only, it's only arrogance based on fact yeah. that what we have... And you look at you look at our squad compared to the shit show of West Ham and Newcastle and all the other teams that were gonna make a surge for the top six, Leicester aside, and we deserve to be where we are because we're a damn good team, and we can't play plucky, plucky underdogs anymore. Do you honestly think Martino left that pitch thinking, "Oh, we we gave a good go tonight. We was unlucky." Exactly, and he, he said he hates losing at anything, even playing games with his kids, which is the right mentality to have. 
We've we've had too long where we've just coasted along. And thought, oh yeah, it was a good it was a good effort though. Bollocks to it. No, it's the if we was in the championship and we took Liverpool to it. You know when we played him in the FA Cup a few years ago, that was plucky and whatever. But not when you're like six seventh in the Premier League with world class players in your team. You you've, you've got to come off that pitch gutted and disappointed that you haven't got anything. Not not feeling proud that you've took the champions elect to <laughs> late on in the game to actually for them to win the game. It's 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 frustrating, but you, you can't you can't judge anyone for their opinion on it, on it either way. It's it's the same the, the same people who say, "Oh, you we we can't possibly criticise the club because of what look what they've done for us." And we fucking can, and we have we have <laughs> in the last half hour. <laughs> the, the situation is they up, they up the season ticket prices a lot this season on the on the premise that they were going to be bringing in top class players. That's the way I read their statement earlier on in the season. Yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. so. That's what I said. They said if you, if you want us to progress, then you're going to have to help, and we've helped, and they haven't done anything. So we we rightly, we rightly got. Well, we have the right to say, well, it's not really good enough from what you promised. I mean, saying this, we we can be looking to tomorrow morning when this goes up, and we have Santaliska, and he's and he's fitter than ever. Well, China's fucked it now because they can't pay these stupid wages anymore. So. Taliska's coming home at some point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing that Twitter was uh, divided over was Mr. Connor Cody. I'm going to steal a question from Twitter Corner from Andy Smith. Uh, he asked, is Cody vital to the team or is, he or is he susceptible to being replaced in the summer? What do we think? I think th- this has split the group chat in half as well. Yes, it has. And for me, he's... Uh, Talent-wise, of course he can be replaced, but as a club man that everyone needs, regardless of what, who you are, he's irreplaceable. And I don't think you can drop. You, you can try and replace him, but look what happened when we, we changed captains before and got give it to Roger Johnson. Mm. There aren't many footballers in the world who can do what Cody can do with his range of passing, and he's obviously he's a leader within the the dressing room and whatever. Finding that player who can do that sweeper role, and he's better than Cody physically. I don't know. I don't know many defenders out there that can do that. Well, he said himself in that interview with it might be in the Athletic. Everything seems to be um, a few weeks ago that he said his role's unique at Wolves, and it kind of is because everyone who plays a back three, no one plays it with the, the sweeper role as Cody plays it. Mm. No one. They just they play it as a as a flat back three most of the time. Yeah, it's three defenders, isn't yeah. it? He's, he's effectively an extra midfielder who just sits incredibly deep, and you just got to accept sometimes that his tackling's not going to be incredible, and occasionally he's going to fuck up. But th- if you if you take that as it is, even though what I literally just said, yeah, we can't be this club anymore, he's integral to how we are, and I, I say compared to a bit like company for mm. Man City. His mentality and his influence on everyone. Yeah, they've struggled it, this season, haven't they? With him. Yeah, there's no leader, and for whatever Carl Henry's faults were, as a club man and as someone that sort of the, the, the players looked to, as soon as that was taken away, mm. it started to unravel. Yeah, and there's no coincidence there. I mean, yeah, ideally you'd find someone and you say, yeah, we wouldn't need lead- we've got leaders all over the pitch, but that doesn't work. Mm. Not in England. It might work in Europe and it might work elsewhere, but not in England where if you've got club men like that, you keep hold of them as long as you can. Mm. And as I said in the, a few times that 
I think he'll be the last one of the championship team to leave. Just because I think he's he's not gonna he's going nowhere. He's played every minute of every Premier League game and and, and championship game under Nuno, apart from being suspended. But yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. He's the he's the catalyst of this Nuno era, really, isn't he? From when he like sort of first came in the first couple of weeks, he Nuno pigeonholed Cody into that position. Cody thought he was on his way out because if he thought this position was being lined up for someone that Nuno was bringing in and he's just took it by the the ball of the horns, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I think Cody's vital to the way we play going forward but I think defensively he's a liability. He's all, I'd say all he's got. This, this is ridiculous. He's very good over the first 10 yards. He will beat most strikers over the first 10 yards which is an, a fantastic attribute to have. But if he's up against someone big and physical, he just gets shit housed off the ball too often. Well, we should. But that's that was the case in the championship as well. Yeah. When you had when you had a big unit up front, he'd come out worse. But if you look at the thing is, if you got him playing a sweep role, you should still then have two very excellent defenders either side of him. It wouldn't be a problem. But I think the fact that we've had again, another two midfielders next to him yeah. for the best part of two months. It's kind of started to show a bit more. So mm. when Bolly's back, I don't, I don't think it'll be as noticeable, personally, anyway. Maybe, but then I've got to say, Sace has been low key probably my favourite player this season. I think he's been fantastic. Yeah. So it, it would be really harsh to be dropping him, but I don't think he, but, unless you put Bolly at the right side of defence. He's played there before. He played there a few times and he, mm. he looked all right. And that's <laughs> he's naturally right footed anyway. So another the original argument was, yeah, you have him switch so you can ping. Yeah. Balls across, but we don't really play that way anymore. Anyway, mm. apart from Cody to to Doherty and to Traore, sometimes we don't switch switch the play to the wings as much as we we did in the championship, at least. So for me, it, putting Bolly on the right would be fine, and then Donkers looked shaky as anything in the last mm. few weeks. So I think it, I don't think he will come on to Man United in a bit, but I don't think for, for then he'll be back. I think after the break, then Bolly will be straight back in. We'll have had three weeks training, mm-hmm. integrate back in, get his fitness up, put him back in then, start again. Yeah. I don't know if I really, we'll come on to Man United in a bit. Carry on if you want. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I think, I think Bolly's got to come in back in Saturday. I, I don't think they can afford to drop him. We've been shipping too many goals at the moment. I think that's a, there's a fair argument for that. We do need some stability at the back. And as you said, Dendonka... I'm really saying his praises when he first moved into the the back three, but he has started to look a little bit like a midfielder playing centre half. I think he just looks knackered. I think he's he has played a lot of football, hasn't he? Yeah, I suppose over I mean, the last uh, not I mean phys- physically. I mean I think it's just he took his mental toll on him. Mm. I think playing in a position where he he said that he doesn't see himself as mm. for so long, it just seems yeah you know, he's played every single game. Yeah. Um. I think he just needs to just come out of the team for a bit, and it's not, it's not a bad thing because we we've had we haven't even had that option for a long time. No, I mean that's the point in having a squad, isn't it? So that when people do dip, you can remove them from the the, the firing line. Yeah, when you, we've still got Kilman. Kilman's still there, and mm-hmm. every time Kilman's never let us down. So yeah, <laughs> even without Bolly, there'd be a case of giving him a chance just to get just to take him out of the firing line for a bit. That's fair. So I think final words on Liverpool. Um, Dan, what, what 
He was your man of the match. I thought we were really plucky yeah. and really deserved to win. <laughs> nah, I've, 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 on another day, there's it's fine margins. Doherty should have put us 1 0 up. We had chances at 1 0 to go and hit the game, but that's when, you, when, you're, champ, when you're going for the Champions League, you, you get the rub of the green with these little breaks yeah. and whatever. And I say, I'm disappointing. Um, after we'll get him next season. Mm. <laughs> Who's your man of the match? My man of the match uh, was Neto. I thought that he was really, yeah. really unlucky to, to get substituted because I thought he had Arnold chasing shadows a lot of that game. Mm. Yeah. Stuart Pricey and your man of the match? <sighs> Should have won. Disappointed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm going for the speed force himself. Don't try right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with both. It is very much fine margins. I think on another day we could have won. On another day we could have lost a couple. Um, man of the match... Neves, I thought Neves was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. He, he had be, a proper bite to his game. His best game for a long time. Mm. <laughs> New boots, that's all it takes. Yeah, absolutely. Then they, they were kind of, I mean, what what colour they were? They were kind of, they, they, was, they had a, a bit of like a two tone to them from where we were. <laughs> anyway. yeah. yeah, yeah, they were quite magical. I like them. As someone who used to work at like JJB Sports, I get a bit obsessed with trainers and football boots and stuff. And yeah, they're really nice. Oh, did you? Did you have to go in with the um, with that fitting machine? Oh no, we never used to fit it because like each clocks. make would be different sizes. Like a ten in an Adidas isn't necessarily the same in Nike. So you don't have to mess with people's feet. No, every oh, day. I'd, I'd be sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. Since the people sweat all that. <laughs> oh no, we had one kid who pissed himself the once, <laughs> and it was like just before we were about to close, and all of a sudden we just noticed that there was this puddle on the floor, and it's like. I ain't cleaning that shit up. Got one of the managers to do it. They, they wanted us to do it. Like, don't pay me enough to mess with people's piss. But what, what was he just really excited about being in there? I don't know. <laughs> he was like, uh, just uh, got himself a pair of ball boy shoes. Yeah. And he was just really excited about the shin pads signed by Alan Anson to go with them. He was like, when I say kid, I mean it was someone who was in a pram, like a toddler. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought he's still not acceptable, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I think we'll leave it there for the first half, gents, and we'll come back and discuss Man United, we'll have the quiz and Twitter corner. Hey everyone, it's David here. Now, you already know by now if I'm on the show or I'm not on the show, and my voice is here, oh, you know, one of those silly ghost things. Anyway, I'm just here to say um, we've got a lovely website, and our friends over at Pixel Yeti Media do that. And if you're looking for web design or your business needs a new logo or a bit of marketing, Go take a look at pixelyetimedia.com. And also, they're not just web designers. They're also a creative agency that cover all your design needs from websites to brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. So take a moment after this podcast and go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. Hello and welcome back to the second half. Um, we're here to discuss Man United next up, gents. The, the club who apparently are in such a shitty position at the minute, it's like losing a family member <laughs> to some people. That's how bad it's got at Old Trafford. And they're currently fifth in the league, are they? And they've spent 100 and something million in the summer on two defenders, but apparently they're in crisis. Phil yeah. for them, I really do. Old uh, Trafford in the apocalypse. <laughs> it, it, you ever played um, a game on the? I think it was, it was an Andy Circus game on the PS3 on the Enchanted. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was a, it was like um, 
post-apocalyptic, mm. but more like not, not like the Last of Us. It was like the end of civilization. Yeah, that's what Man United seems. They're a joke, are they? They're, they've been so entitled for the last twenty years. The thing you thought it, it's never going to last. It's never going to end for them. Well, now it has. And tough. Yeah. It's not like they're even looking at oblivion, is it? It's not. People have made the point that you've had Bolton and Berry on their doorstep. It would literally going out of business but this is the end of the world it just I mean, don't get me wrong it seems mad to think of a Man United team who aren't going to be challenging for you know on all fronts every season but it's just football isn't it it's it's like what happened used to happen in champ and champ and football manager where mm. as soon as Fergie retired they, they just dropped like a stone and you think that never happened to them <laughs> and it has yeah it's so brilliant Ferguson was a rich man's Mick McCarthy <laughs> it, what the man management skills that bloke must have to have got so, you know look at Phil Jones the guy's he's a shambles <laughs> and I, I think a lot of it is me, he, he has been media uh, social media bullied like the, all those little clips of his like gurning faces mm-hmm. and stuff you could do that about any footballer really there's got to be like clips certain moments of him matches where any footballer pull a face like his but it's become his thing he he, he, do, he has a bit clay face though, where his face I, I mean, seems to dis- dis- <laughs> distort more than anyone else's has ever happened before, outside of comic books. I wouldn't mind looking like him. <laughs> I know I'm an attractive sort of guy. If you like that sort of Danny Murphy rugged, hairy little <laughs> werewolf look, but I mean, I just feel like as a as a club, Man United, I'm on such a descendancy. Because they're not an ascendancy. I, I've that's, never heard that word in my that's, life. That, is that even a word? You know what I mean. I know what you mean, I don't new, think it is. Uh, they're on a fast incline. Yeah. Um, you're saying there's how much money they've spent. They're gonna, apparently going to spend another 60 million on this Bruno Fernandes. The, there's talks that even Islam Slomani doesn't even want to go to Man United at the moment because <laughs> he'd rather go to Tottenham because he thinks he's going to play more. But God, I think I, I, I could get on United's bench at the moment that, they're going to be sad. I just know it because they're so poor, and there's everyone's going there thinking the same again. That we just all we have to do is turn up and beat Man United, and they're just going to shit out a one 0 like the FA Cup. I know it. Yeah, I, I think because of how, I mean, even my, my dad, who's one of them, lot, and even he was saying yesterday when I saw him, and he said, "Yeah, I think all we need to do is just bring a load of sand in because they can obviously play better on a yeah. beach like with a the tram there." Um, but. <laughs> I had a mate, Christian at uni, who was a Blackburn fan, and he used to rave about Phil Jones before he went to Man United. He said, you can't believe how good this kid is. And then Ferguson set him up by saying he was going to go on to be the next greatest Man United player, didn't they? Yeah, and then he's, and like a lot of them who've gone to that place, they've just been ruined and they, they can't take you. They're not Man United players. As Roy King keeps telling us <laughs> over and over again every week. Um, they're just not what they were, and they're not as good as us. And, but they're still above, they're still in fifth. It's ridiculous. Any any yeah. other normal season, they would have been tenth by now. Mm. But because everyone just beats everyone every single week, it's become the championship. Yeah, it's it's the championship where you can pass to each other more than twice. Yeah. But it, I have got that, that sneaky feeling in the back of my mind that however bad they are, they'll they've. I mean, you look at their their social their social media accounts. So oh, we're playing Wolves in two weeks again, all little jokey, jokey because they beat us in the cup. You think, well, it's the first time you beat us. Yeah, in like five or six, is it? Yeah. Mm. You think you need to calm down, but the, the, 
There seems to be a bit of arrogance back about him, which is quite annoying. Um, yeah, but when they get Dick tomorrow night at City, that'll bring them back down to town, hopefully. Yeah, but City show them respect, though, so that's the main thing. Well, didn't like, Pep like bollock his players after the away leg that he said they should have won a lot more? Yeah. They're there to be shot at. And whereas we went there last season and you're going to 1-1 earlier on and you think, well, that's a decent result. 1-1 there would not be a decent result on Saturday. We have to win. We have to beat them. It's a, don't even expect it. It's a fact that we need a win. And we need to we need to put a bit of ground between us and the pack. Mm. And you look at the... T- <laughs> it's just ridiculous saying it still. But we deserve to be where we are and we deserve to be beating them lot. Isn't it incredible that Wolves versus Man United is a six-pointer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a legitimate six-pointer as well. Yeah. Where on a par, when I mean, you look at all on Twitter and you th- before that cup game, and they're all saying, yeah, how many of the, the Wolves team are getting to ours? And the vast majority were Wolves players mm. from United fans. And you think, yeah, because this is where we are now and we need to go there. We need to win. No excuses. You They're there for the taking, I do think. You, you, you gotta, you, you take the draw now, no? No, I wouldn't. There's no, we, we can't keep drawing games anymore. I mean, we gotta, we've gotta start, we've gotta start picking proper points up. Yeah. Against teams where we can pick points up against, and drawing to Newcastle and Southampton at home, which we we always seem to do anyway. We did, used to do that in Championship years ago. Yeah. It's not. We gotta take our chances when they come. February's a massive month, isn't it? Yeah, and that's a. Ch- Man United away in our form and their form is a chance to win a game and we have to win. I'll be really, really annoyed if we only got a point for me. Not even being controversial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really am. Yeah, I'd go back to what you put your point just up. We've just got so much more than what they've got at the moment and we've got to be going there looking for the win. I just, me personally, I'm, I'm all, I've always been with the mindset try and draw your away games and win, it, win all your own games. Which would be fine if we hadn't ever drawn against Man United at home. In in a game that, again, it was such a terrible first half, if I remember yeah. right, against them at home, wasn't it? And then battered him in the second half. Yeah, yeah hopefully Luke Shaw's playing and Trey Ori and if Jota comes on, tears <laughs> him to pieces again. Although that's what pissed me off when we played them in the Cup last time uh, at home is that they were talking about the left-back, whose name I can't even remember. Brandon, Brandon Williams, That's yeah. the one. Having uh, Trey Ray in his pocket, I'm like, you yeah. tackled him once. Yeah. And he wasn't he were even on the same side for a lot of the time. It's, yeah. It was, oh, it was bullshit. Yeah, he's... I think he's got the, he's got the better of him once. He went up and again. Mm. No. So, I mean, obviously, you've already mentioned once about a possible change. What are we thinking? Is he going to be... Do you think Nuno will stick with a team that started against Liverpool and then maybe look to freshen it up later on? Do you think he might introduce Jota or Bolly from the start? I don't think Jota should even be in the squad. Unless it, unless something miraculous has happened in the space of that's the nine days between games. He's just way, way off the pace. And you think, well, I'm 15 stone and he looked the same build as me. He did <laughs> look podgy like me when I was over Christmas. It's all gone now. But um, Bolly's got to come back in for me, um, and Podence is going to come off the bench as well, and at least get an assist. I mean, he needs to sign by twelve o'clock Friday. Yeah, to feature on Saturday. Twelve I be- midday, I believe. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
we don't really have much of a record for getting <laughs> him in early, do we? So no. I remember when Wolf signed um, Michael Jilks on a transfer <laughs> deadline day in the 90s, and I thought that was amazing at the time. Is that the one when in the Express and Star they had a picture of him holding up a clock? And yeah, it was like he'd signed you know a court it. to fire. You know it. <laughs> yeah, good times. What a player he could have been for Wolves. My, <laughs> Michael Jones in the Sands of Titan. <laughs> there's the title. <laughs> there's, your title. Yeah, there's the title. Brilliant. But I remember that picture now, though. I can, I can see. It yeah, I think vividly. he was wearing like a. I think he might have been wearing like a green jumper. <laughs> Unless I don't know. But also picture him in front of a snooker table but I don't think I might get my nights mixed up now <laughs> I don't remember that one <laughs> I just remember because he had one gold tooth right at the front didn't he like definitely had the clock that, I remember that's all I that. can remember so what's Michael Jokes for a long long time I don't know whether you can find photo, that picture yeah. on ex- <laughs> I think I've looked for it in the past I think I was going to use it as one of the advent pictures <laughs> but then I couldn't find it so what's your um, prediction for Saturday Andy I think we're going to draw I think it's going to be another We'll go one nil down and then we'll pull it back, because that seems to be the way that we we do things now. It's frustrating, and I reckon we'll probably have the majority of the chances, especially without with them being without their talisman Rashford. Yeah, I think that they may struggle to create stuff. But I, mean, I am a fan of Martial. I think he's a good player. I think he's quite underrated. He's, he's, he's very good, hit and miss. Yeah, he's a good player when Rashford's with him, though. Mm. No, that's, the, yeah. that's the only thing with him. I think it's because he was shit hot for me on Champ Manager. <laughs> so I think that's why I quite like him. It's it's when he bleeds and then he starts warping your mind. Eh, yeah. He... Yeah. No, I think... <sighs> Scoreline prediction, Strew. <laughs> prediction, I, I, can see, I can see 1-1 just because of the way things have gone, but we really should be finishing him off. 3-1... Three, three or four, three or four, one win there. I mean, it, 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 it's Imagine scoring four goals at Old Trafford. Well, it's a pity, it, you know. In, in I saw, I've, seen, I've seen George Friend play at Old Trafford for us. <laughs> so going, going down and scoring four goals, why not? Why not? Well, Wolves have always got that in them. That, that, that there is a team still out there that could take a tanking from us if we're just a bit more clinical. Um. Man United will concede goals. If you look at it on mm. form, Southampton are a better, more informed team than Man United, and we scored three against them. They reply. Yeah, true. Out of nowhere. So going to Old Trafford in the, the, the disarray that they're in, three or Why four not? is not beyond the realms of mm. impossibility at all. No. What are you thinking then, Dan? I think two-two. I think you'll be a, a good. He's uh, on Skype Saturday. Yeah. It'd be a good game for I'll the neutral it. to watch on Saturday. And then there's also that talk about this walkout that Man United fans are doing. It'll be about 200 of them, if that. Yeah. 200 in a crowd the ones of from 55 The ones actually <laughs> from Manchester. <laughs> yeah, the one, they'll turn up in, the, in the, their silly little green and yellow scarves. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're even singing about Edward, killing Edward Wood now. That's how like <laughs> angry the yeah. fans are. I mean, it's just grow up. That, that's crossing a line for me. I don't mind taking the piss out of anyone, fucking. But thinking about killing like, your chief exec—that's <laughs> a little bit much, isn't it? Oh, no, we never did that about Moxie or anything. We just called him a fat fucker, didn't we? That was yeah. it. Just called him all the names under the yeah. sun. The fat name. bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he was when he was referred to as the pie man, <laughs> just just to get round <laughs> to get round internet bans. Yeah, you think that was his legitimate name for about ten years? You think, well, mm. you know who you are. 
but no, he was never wished dead. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thankfully. I think then, it's time to move on to uh, Dan's quiz. Right, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've got um, Sam, who's this, uh, well, the first guy we're trialling for the uh, the podcast. We're going to try and get a few on, few more on you, of you this season. Um, Sam, what's your Twitter handle for people who want to find you? It's, um, it's at Ashley Sam. Uh, don't get confused with the the blues stuff on there. A lot of the lads are my mates, so I look like the blues manager, so uh, I, am a, I am a solid Wolves fan. You no relation to Rick. <laughs> no, like that's, I've had that all my life. Um, I used to when I was at uni. That was a, a good child blog for girls. Was uh, that I convinced them un- Uncle Rick was uh, lived in California and uh, we made loads of money off his record. But uh, no, that's uh, not related to Rick. Well, that's good stuff. So uh, hopefully um, you'll win today, and we'll uh, we'll never gonna give you up and all. <laughs> right. So let's start this week's quiz. Once I've got the questions out, um, there'll be a. Smallish. I've told this Sam to Sam previously. That there's a smallish countdown from the quiz in there because I don't trust people who are not in the room not to Google. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll start now. The, this week's first question is: Former Man United and Wolves midfielder Paul Ince wore what manu- manufacturer's boots during his time at Wolves? Oh, for God's sake! Oh, right. So I'm going. Right. Okay. It's, it's really a choice of about five. I'll, I'll, yeah, so Sam's just told me his answer. I'm not sure if you guys heard that, but I'll come to you. I didn't hear the answer, That's but... That's okay. I've got mine locked in, so whenever you're ready. I'll come to you first, Stu. Adidas? Stu's gone for Adidas. Andy? I've gone for Nike. And Sam, you went for? I went for Puma. The correct answer was Puma. Oh, oh Sam... Astley has gone one nil ahead. Oh, this is going to be embarrassing. Next question. So I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll come to you when it, when it's your turn, uh, Sam. In 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 January 2006, Man United not Wolves out of the fourth round of the FA Cup three nil at Molyneux. Who was in goal for Wolves that day? What on what date? Uh, January 2006. So if you want to just quickly lock your answers um, in, and then I will come to you in a second, Sam. Uh. Hmm. That's really tough. Can I tip um, your answer, Stu? Special K? Which is, for those who don't know. (laughs) His name has completely gone from my head. You know what I mean, though. No, I'm not having Special K as an answer. (laughs) Oh, I have no idea okay, what you're talking you're about. about. I'm, not, I'm not accepting your answer, Stu. He was the keeper who played for Albion as well and like, Champions League winner okay. with Man United. Andy? Oh, um, that's not who I... I've gone for Hennessy, but I, I think I know Stu's answer. Okay. Sam? Was it... Stefan Posma? The correct answer was Stefan Posma. <sighs> Sam Good is running God. away with this. Smashing Special K, it. Thomas Kuchak was <laughs> was on the subs bench for Man United that day, if I'm correct. Right, so t- Sam's running away with this. Stephen Postman and his third question. <laughs> After drawing with Man United on Monday, the 19th of August this season, Wolves took their Premier League Monday matches run to six games without a win. What team in Premier League history holds the record for 10 Monday matches without a win? Uh, you've, got, you've got until 
yeah. 57.25 on the telly. This, otherwise, uh, oh, this came to me straight away, so I'll be amazed. Good luck googling that quick, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky. Okay, Sam, can I come to you first? Uh, I feel like I've heard this on the. Is it Villa? Okay, Andy. I've gone for West Brom. Stu. Newcastle. The correct answer. It's not. It's not Sam this time. It's none of you. The correct answer is Hull City. Oh, for God's sake! Okay. Next question. Morgan Gibbs White turned twenty this week. The young whippersnapper. <laughs> but what song slash artist was Christmas number one in the year two thousand? Um. That's really depressing. That a grown up playing football was born in the year two thousand. Yeah, we're mm. old farts now. Mm. Can I? Quickly come to you, Sam. Oh, uh, well, I'll go for mm. classic Christmas Buble. Michael Buble. I've gone uh, Bob the Builder. Andy? I've gone for the darkness. The correct answer. They've got number four. With <laughs> Can We Fix It? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is Bob the Builder. <laughs> Unbelievable. 2 1 0. Okay, next question. Wolves were linked to French midfielder. Have we signed him, do you say? Is it, it hasn't been official yet. Uh, I think no. it's, it's been... Anyway, linked with French midfielder Enzo Loyadis this week. But what club in France is someone you'd go to war with, Ludovic Pollet, currently coaching at? Oh, no. He was, in the, he was on the interview last French season. club, Ludovic Pollet, is currently a coach at. And you've got three seconds, Sam. Otherwise, I'm going to... Keep thinking I'm googling. <laughs> Toulouse. Toulouse. Did you say? Yeah, Toulouse. Toulouse. The ones that play in purple. No problem. Stu. Nantes. Nantes. I've gone for Le Havre, but I don't know if that's where we signed him. Yeah, there we signed him from there. Yeah. The question was kind of in the answer because I said it. Someone you'd like to go to war with. The correct answer no, is USL Dunkirk. <laughs> <laughs> so no one got that one. Still 2-1. Stu, <laughs> Stu needs to get this right to take it to a tiebreaker. Can you name the Irish TV presenter who's a massive Man United fan who shares the same surname of a midfielder of ours from the 1980s? Oh. Uh, Not that much. Okay, hold on a second, Sam. I'm going to come to Andy first this time. Patrick Kilty. Patrick Kilty. Yeah, that's who I thought as well. Stuart's gone for Patrick Kilty, and what have you gone for, Sam? The only Irish presenter I've ever seen on is Eamon Holmes. Oh yeah, because oh. And that, Sam, is yeah. how you win a quiz. <laughs> you Correct thinking, answer was yeah, Eamon Holmes. You're thinking of Irish people in Ireland, were you? Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, thinking. yeah, yeah. Okay, so this week's winner is who beat the pundits, Sam off Twitter, <laughs> three points. Before I let you go, uh, Sam. Um, what's your score prediction for Saturday and where do you keep your sources in the fridge or the cupboard uh, definitely the cupboard first of all like people that keep yes. condiments in the fridge are just absolutely weird and Spot uh, on. I'm going to go 3-1 no. wolves ok nice one Sam thanks for Fantastic. joining us hopefully we'll speak to you again thanks Sam bye so, yeah, another, one, another one of common sense Every time we get someone who, on who isn't a regular, they always win. Apart from Spears. Oh, yeah, Spears didn't, did he? I can't remember who won that one. It might have been me. Yeah, but he's, he's almost like a recurring guest star now. Yeah, true. He's been on more than once, hasn't he? So, 
Right. So I think it's time for Twitter Corner then. <clears throat> uh, we'll kick it off with ah, our old friend Alex Moore. What's your ideal sandwich? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going for what I had today. Beef and mustard. Great. Uh, Not beef and corned beef. No. That was, see, that was... There was actually commas. There was commas in that sentence. Beef, right. beef and corned beef on the same thing. It'd be silly, wouldn't it? But no. Beef... Beef and mustard, English mustard, proper. Disgusting. Is this like a sandwich for work or a weekend sandwich? Whichever. You're, <laughs> you're, weekend sandwich. Because because there's only it's like there's only one option: it's sausage and red sauce. Yeah, that's not a good choice. Yeah, oh, don't no, don't do this. So I'm not having anything other than red sauce for sausages. No, because then it's, it's almost like a flat hot dog if you put in red sauce on it. No, it's it's red sauce sausage sandwich, red sauce. Anyone who knows me will know. I mean, not last Christmas, the Christmas before. I had a sausage sandwich, red sauce for my Christmas dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it has to be sausage sandwich. Morning sausage sandwich is brown. No, are you are you agreeing with this? Are you I, looking I, at me like you're agreeing? <laughs> I don't really like sauces, to be honest. So I would generally go for brown over red, but I'm not. You too, make sauce. Me uh, I'll have red if it's in the afternoon. Because red, because then, then it's, it's not like an after I'm, eight mint. I'm not that weird. I don't care what time of day it is. Oh my! Then it, it, it's almost like you're having a breakfast hot dog. That's what that ketchup is for hot dogs, not for morning morning sausage. I, I, you, this group, I just, oh, <laughs> it just baffles me daily. See, I think I would go for maybe something like a maybe bacon and brie, something a bit bit fancy for an ideal one, not just your your bog standard. Breacon. <laughs> Brecon sandwich, right? Okay, and, and then maybe with a chutney or something with it. Seems really too exotic now. Really push like the it. boat out. Actually, to be fair, in um, there's a pub in Beckhole up north mm. that does an absolutely excellent um, mature great great mature cheese and chutney sandwiches, which I have once a year when I go to Whitby, every, and it's absolutely superb. And I'll change my answer. I'm going for that. Right. Okay. Next awesome. question. Next question was from her friend Nathan Judah. Um, oh, I don't want to know. It's wrestling, isn't it? It's, it's wrestling. <laughs> so I do apologise, Dan. Who's oh, main event? No. In, oh, sorry. Who's main event in WrestleMania this year? Chris Benoit. <laughs> and <laughs> Shirley Bassey. I, I just don't care. You carry on. You fill your boots, lads. I'm watching the match. It's almost got to the point now where I'm I'm joining him in the don't care anymore. Yeah, it's getting horrifically bad, isn't it? Well, I'll just say just Edge, just for the sake of it. Oh, it'd be well, nice. It was nice. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the Royal Rumble on the weekend. For those who watched it, I thought it was a you know really, the event was decent, it was fun. But, yeah, but, but that's in the minority of yeah, the current product. I mean, uh, when I said to when Matt dropped the desk off on on something, I said you staying up for it, yeah, hopefully. Mm. And he got to about 11 o'clock. I thought, I really can't be arsed with you. But I'll just watch it tomorrow. I got halfway through. <laughs> That's then, what I yeah. do with all my, my American boxing matches now. I'll just I'll watch it in the morning without the spoilers. No way I'm staying up to stupid to watch that crap. <laughs> mm. No. Uh, for my answer is going to be, I think it's going to be The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, uh, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns in a triple threat will be the main event. Um, Andy Smith, we've already asked yours. Aid Nichols, now Catrone has criticised Nuno. Nuno, am I allowed to not like him anymore? Catrone, that is not Nuno. <laughs> you come first. He didn't fit in, so why would he be picked? 
So why would Nuno then pick him ahead of his regulars? It does send a little bit sour grapes, doesn't it? Not regulars, his reliables. Yeah. Well, he, he, he mentioned the word loyalists. It's, it's not, there's no such thing as a loyalist in football. It's people you can rely on. He couldn't be relied on. He had his opportunities. He played in the Braga Rome game where we lost for 90 minutes, didn't score. He played in the last game against Besiktas at home, didn't score. In his two starts against Everton and Man City, he didn't score and missed good chances. He didn't fit in. He wasn't good enough. And I want that bloke cast into the Grant Holt sag bulb bin because <laughs> I don't like him. I never did, and I never will. <laughs> Harry Vidurchi. <laughs> Nothing to follow that, let's be honest. You don't need to follow because he's... It, it's, it, he should have just kept his mouth shut. Just mm-hmm. don't say anything. And he's like he's gone there. He's sang the, almost sarcastically sang the song back, changing the words. And you think, well, what are you doing this for? Just shut yeah, up. He's burning his bridges. If he ever had to come back, which obviously it seems very unlikely. Yeah. Uh, revert to type and another thing <laughs> revert to type asks if you won the lottery would you tell anyone outside of your immediate family would you even tell your immediate family I wouldn't family? even tell my family <laughs> <laughs> when you're buying ZX Spectrum t-shirts which I've got a question about where's that come from today <laughs> you think well that costs £7 when, you, when you're buying 4K projector screens and then you question on that I thought, oh, just keep it quiet don't tell, don't tell a soul I've said before, your wife is an absolute saint. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'd personally have the composure and the lack of arrogance to not (laughs) want to tell people. I'd be telling strangers. You saw that video that I retweeted earlier where Ted DiBiase kicked that ball from the kid. (laughs) That's the level I'd be going (laughs) at. That's where you'd be. Mr. Muscles or Fezilla, straight swap, Salah for Traore, yes or no? No. 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 He was... It's not... No. Well, he didn't turn up again, did he? For me. No. I mean, it would be... He's a good player, but I think you look at the upside of Traore is a lot more than Salah. Yeah. Salah's a good player, don't get me wrong, but... If Liverpool offered big money and Mane, I'd be tempted. I do like Mane. I think he's like one of the top five best players in the world at yeah, the moment. I think he's the best player at that club. Yeah, oh, I think he's. I bet well, Salah, him yeah. and between him and VVD, obviously yeah. different positions, but I think oh. uh, Salah. I think he just Mane superb. Mane just kind of blends into that. He don't crave the limelight, or he yeah. just gets on with it, which he's kind of in his corner as well. But yeah, and his his output's just fantastic. Yeah, do you know how he learned all his best skills when he was playing with Stefan Meyerhofer at Red Bull? <laughs> <laughs> And I think we've got one more. Oh, yeah. Uh, Danny Powers asks, and there is a reason for this one, Baby Driver, what a film, even better soundtrack. Where do you put it in your top 100? We Soundtracks or films? Both. For me, soundtrack is probably the... Between that and um, Guardians of the Galaxy, they've both got phenomenal soundtracks. So that'll probably be my top two. The film itself probably sits just outside the top ten. Maybe it'll be in the top twenty, I think. No, yeah, I've got, I've got films that I think I'd have over that in the top twenty. I'm a but big Edgar Wright fan, though, yeah, so it is up there, but uh, not my, not in my top twenty. I enjoyed it; it was fun. But no, I'm the same. I wouldn't have it in. It's one of them things. I I wouldn't even have it on in the Blu-ray cupboard. 
It's just it's just one of the things. I'll, I'll watch it again and again. When I'd rather watch Terminator 2 on ITV2 than watch Baby Driver on DVD. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolute Philistine. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you got Transformers to watch, then... <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it there. The reason I wanted to end on a film question is in a few weeks' time we'll be doing another episode of the Filmcast and we'll be doing the absolute belting film that is Mean Machine <laughs> with Vinnie Jones. It's currently available on Netflix. So if you want to watch it beforehand or if you just want to hear us talk about it and then decide whether or not it's worth your time, choice is yours. So we'll leave it there, gents. So just to quickly reiterate again, next Friday night, which is the 7th? Yeah. yeah. It's the 7th of February. From about 7 o'clock onwards, we're going to be in the Lichgate. A couple of us will probably be there early doors, just setting up and whatnot if you want to come along. We would love to have you there just to chat shit for a bit you know like we normally do anyway <laughs> but please if you want to be part of fan cast history and, and have a word on the podcast or, or whatever you want please feel free to come along we'd love to have you there so for this episode it's goodbye from dan bye-bye everyone it's goodbye from Stu. drink more beer <laughs> and it's goodbye from me see you later business update. After a difficult year, experts are optimistic a recovery is imminent with key indicators improving. And yet men everywhere continue to dress as if they just rolled out of bed. The economy is ready to bounce back. Are you? At Charles Tirrett, we have the high quality shirts and smart menswear to get you back to your best. Try our introductory offer with three shirts for only $99 delivered free. Use code pod99 at ctshirts.com or any Charles Tirrett store. (laughs) 